Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to part two of the Scobro Show. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor, Dave Schofield, coming at you again with me as always, my big brother, Rich. Rich, how you doing? Hey, we're still breathing yes. in that Steeler victory from last night. You know, there's nothing as good as breathing those in from Heinz Field. I, you know what? Smelling breathing that, yeah, in breathing in that good river air. Kyle's on a streak now. We yeah. got we to gotta bring it up. Hashtag pay Kyle. He's on a streak now. It was, it was, they couldn't win when Kyle was there. You know what? This year, Kyle's 2-0, two two baby. 2-0, two. Two baby. Yeah. So, Kyle, um, now that he's, he was in the, in your seats the whole time, right? Yes, he was. Okay. So, he was there um, and good to go. So, hey, he, he should be in the, was he in the same one of the two? No clue. Okay. <laughs> I always sit in the same one of my two. I've seen 16 and 17. I'm always in seat 17. That's just that's just what I do, and which is I funny. Your I, seat last night, then. Yeah, I, I I got my commemorative ticket that the they offered to season ticket holders, where you get one for free, then you can buy another one, and it's it's because you don't we don't get we didn't get paper tickets this year because of everything's mobile, electronic, and all that stuff. But they were all you know some people wanted tickets because they keep them, you know some people have their still have you know keep all their tickets from each game and they have them from way back in in the 70s and everything that they still have all the tickets of the games they go to so they sent a commemorative ticket um it's metal it's actually pretty cool I'll show it to you sometime bro and it has my section row seat number but it was only one and it's not the seat i said it it's the other one so, <laughs> <laughs> so 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 that's what it is but but Kyle got to got to you know get the second win there at Heinz Field this year um, so you're two and zero again. Yep. On the season, be there. Hey, are you gonna? Are you scheduled to go to any more games? Um, it depends. Okay. Um, it depends. So it depends. Well, the the, the Browns game, I haven't decided uh, if I want to get rid of those or go. Yeah. Um. Another Monday night game. Yeah, the other Monday night game. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk about Monday night in just a second, but we do want to bring this up because the the per my friend who you share your season tickets with, yes, he actually he has tickets this week that he thought he was going to go. Now he doesn't. So if you're interested, and he's he's selling them at basically. I think maybe even that might be less than cost. Uh, than that yeah, way. I think so. Yeah. So if you are interested in going um, to the game this week, um, <laughs> so <laughs> Solby is losing. Wait, 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 wait. That's right. Oh, he went to the Bengals game. Uh, that's right. He did. <laughs> I'm telling you, I sold BF Bud. I sold you a winner. You just wait till January 3rd. And you can go be a winner as, in, as part of the 122 crew. But if someone out there, seriously, my my Twitter's there. My Twitter handle is on the screen if you're watching um, on YouTube or Facebook. Um, if you're listening in audio, it's STLR, Dad. And if you want to email me, you can add just to at gmail.com after that. Get a hold of me or even Big Broska. I'd probably check my Twitter more than you. Yeah, um, you get do. a hold of me um, if you're interested in those tickets. Um, for this Sunday, he still has them, and that's that's just how it goes. And we have a super chat before we roll into this a little bit yep. more from Varus Love It four ninety nine in the tip, tip jar. Thank you very much, Varus. I hope Varus is right. Do you think I said it right? If Good you enough. didn't, I'll laugh at you later. Vari, <laughs> Vari Love. <laughs> 
Varilove. Maybe it's Varilove. Okay. Najee, 125 yards, two TDs against the Lions. Calling it now. I called it last week against the Bears. I called 165 and two TDs. And yeah, I didn't I didn't come anywhere close. But uh wrong, wrong rookie getting into the touchdown zone twice was the problem. So we're talking about trusting your eyes more than your ears. And I'm sure those of you listening and those of you here in the live chat, you realize that how much does what they say does kind of shape what you think. I mean, I'm there were two review plays that I know some Steelers fans were thinking they should have been one way. Some were thinking, you know, maybe not. Uh, both of them went against the Steelers. Both calls were upheld. It probably. I was not surprised that both calls were upheld because it's tough to overturn calls. But a lot of them feel that the Steelers got the wrong, you know, the 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 wrong end of the stick on both of them. Um, from the stadium, which one do you want to talk about first? You want to go chronological? Yes. So the first one that happened was the was the challenge in the third quarter, um, where Coach Tomlin challenged the, the a 50-yard completion. Uh, along the sideline. That was going away from you, correct? Correct. Going away from you to your right side, correct? Yes. Okay. From the stadium and then the scoreboard and the fans there, what did you get a feel for for that one? Um, That one, here's what I thought was interesting at the stadium, at least. Um, at the stadium, they, except for one time, they kept showing – the version of the catch that you probably saw from TV. Mm -hmm. Okay. From that camera angle. Distance. I mean, yes. from a distance, from, from a distance and from the sideline one time early on, they showed the same catch from an end zone camera looking out. Uh -huh. If you look from that end zone camera looking out, I didn't think it was a catch. Uh -huh. If you look from the sideline camera, I thought it was a catch. Yeah. Um, but I thought the end zone camera showed enough to see where he took, he made when, when they said, well, he kind of moved his hands along the ball. They actually, you know, and, and said that he controlled it. When you looked at it the one time they showed that end zone camera, you saw space between his hands and the ball. That wasn't a catch. Hmm. That's interesting. Cause they didn't, if you looked at, if you looked, if you looked at that, if you looked at that, and again, they only showed it one time at the stadium, the ends of that end well, zone view. They let you, you see what they see under the hood. Don't you? I have no on, clue. On replays. That's what they used. It used to be that way. I don't know if it still is this, this season that when there was a review, they showed you literally what they were looking at under, under, under the hood on there. So you know what they were saying at the time, seeing at the right. time. Now, so now, you knew what the call was going to be because if you saw them go back and look at, you know, the clock and the yard line at the beginning, you knew they were overturning it and bringing it back. Oh, uh, that no, was, see, that's, yeah. there was none of that. Well, they, they didn't, didn't overturn it. Well, so that's true. That anyway. but, they, but they kept, you know, looking at this, that the sideline view, the sideline view, the sideline view. Do I understand why they didn't overturn it? Yes, I do. Because, yeah. Okay. If they would put it this way, had they called that incomplete and it been challenged and the referees would have focused on just that sideline view, they'd have called it a catch then. They'd have reversed mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But I think that end zone view, that one time they showed just to, to saw the hands come off and back on the ball. 
Yeah, and I'm going to bring up two different things that I kind of talked about on the post-game show, but maybe not everyone was there for part of that. My thing is, is um, controlling the ball and rolling it onto the back of your hand, which is what it kind of looked like that he did as he was going. Um, if that's control, and I, I'm going to say exactly what I said at the post-game show, then why weren't the Pittsburgh Steelers the number one seed in 2017? Because... When Jesse James rolled that ball onto his hand and his hand was under the ball, underneath the ball with the ground, that's why they say he didn't have full control because he rolled it up on his hand. Well, here he was rolling it up on his hand, and they overturned that. Remember, they overturned Jesse James. So I look at this, and the other point that I brought up is, hey, if he was bobbling and didn't have full control, but then he held the ball the whole time, that's one thing. But they knew he lost it eventually. That makes a difference because the next play that we're going to talk about was something that I that I was saying when you go to rule it is when you know that the player loses the ball, when you look back at it and see the ball moving, your assumption is that that is the beginning of losing the ball. So, and so we'll get to that one. But if you apply that standard to that play, then you should apply that standard to this play. I don't know. I, I might honestly think too, if those two plays happened in a different order, that that other one might've been overturned on that long pass because of the whole notion of, well, he lost the ball. At what point did he lose it? Meaning, did he ever really have it in the first place? Right. So that might not have been the way they were looking at it. But to me, that's something that's got to come in, in into play. Not surprised they didn't overturn it because you really have to see the evidence to overturn it. Yep. So now let's go to your guy scoring a touchdown, your friend. For those of you that missed the story in the first half, make sure if you didn't hear that, you got to go back and listen to the story in the first half where you all did get to speak to uh, a player that you knew from his time at William and Mary. And then he had his first career touchdown. Um, but the play, the, the, the Ray Ray McLeod fumble. Fumble? Yes. Okay. I, I thought so too. Yeah, it was a fun. People were like, oh, well, he was, it was just moving around on him. He still had it pinned. And then somebody else knocked. I didn't see a secondary knock it out. Some people were saying they saw that. I don't remember seeing that. So that's why I'm saying, I let's just say this to see the ball moving around like that, they weren't going to change the call on the field. No. And if they'd have called him down, they might have overturned it. But I would have even seen if they didn't overturn it either. So okay. yeah, the um, worst part was is is he caught Ray Ray caught that punt, and I said to Alex, I I said I I told I said go straight up the field, get what you can get, and get down. Yeah, don't fumble. Why do you speak these things into existence? <laughs> uh, I don't know. And yeah. he made that spin, and I was just like, no. <laughs> you know what? I was just I was just starting. Do you know how many times? as I was doing the knee-jerk reaction article, I started to put in and then erased where I said, said this game seems like, like it's about ready to have a big play. Like, I just went to put that, and I'm thinking, you're like, oh, maybe a punt return. Well, wrong kind of punt return. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and I'm like, not when the big play is the other way around. I'm not putting that in there. Um, and and I because I was – I put this in the article. I was like – the Steelers were supposed to be getting the ball with what 12 minutes left in the game, up two touchdowns after holding the Bears to a three and out that ended with a with third down was a TJ Watt sack. 
that was the one that I thought maybe they'd give half of it to Cam Hayward, but they didn't. And I'm okay with that. Um, yeah. So that, that I'm like, that's, this is the opportunity. This should be Najee time. You get the ball there, run the clock, churn out some first downs, see what you got to do. And next thing you know, it, it, it's seven points closer. Yeah. And you don't have the momentum because you had that momentum after the sack and and the fumble. And that's and that's right after it had to be pretty disappointing after Renegade worked. <laughs> yes. And got to and, and it's so funny because uh one of the one of the beat writers is saying, uh, I think that's the first time Renegade ever, you know, caused a turnover on a kickoff. Nope, I was at another game where it did. Roosevelt Knicks. I'm pretty sure it was against the Raiders. They played Renegade. They went down. He hit him and knocked the ball out, but hit him so hard he comes up celebrate, not even realize the ball's out, and someone else recovers the recovers the kick. So, you know that 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 was another time, but that was big. But then the Steelers didn't do any. I mean, they didn't even get the field goal out of that. Yeah, no, because of the sack, and that was just a, a blown protection. Uh, um, was that pretty deflating in the stadium after that was after you know renegade fired up, get the fumble, and having to friggin' punt when you had the ball in your own air and your in your own end of the sorry, not your in your opponent's end of the field. So, anything more about that? No, that you know, the fumble, the fumble by Ray Ray was fumble, yeah, correct call, no, no issue there, yeah. And like I said, although I felt that you could have made an argument for the catch by the Bears receiver, totally understood why that wasn't overturned as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, the one that you thought was questionable before we move on here. Yep. Because this is the one you really want to talk about. Now, this was only a few plays after that replay wasn't overturned, which kind of I thought is interesting, the timing. Yeah. Um was the call the 15 yard penalty that took away the touchdown for the bears where it was where they the illegal you know chop block you know going low on yep. TJ Watt outside of the tight end it was close to whether or not it was outside or not i could see yes. like oh that wasn't definitely outside it doesn't have to be definitely outside the official thought that it was far enough outside where they started to throw it and Why did you on, think it was a bad call? On, he, <clears throat> that call was questionable. But what I heard then listening today, the announcers on TV saying about it, they, they acted as if it was the most egregious thing they'd ever seen. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, well, how could then you even call that? He didn't actually end up making contact. That wasn't the issue with you, was it? No. The issue was was that call comes down to did he cut him? Yeah. Was he in, was he outside the tight end box? Was he outside the tight end box? That's a judgment call for the officials. No officials ever going to get that perfect. It wasn't like it wasn't like TJ was in and they were behind the guard and they cut him and yes. it was that egregious. It was really was was he six inches inside or six inches outside the tackle box? Or tackle box, the tight end box. Yeah, you know that 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 was kind of nitpicky. Then the fact they were like, "Well, he didn't actually end up making contact with T.J.'s Watts' knees." Well, 
The only reason he did that is because TJ did not was because TJ put his hands on the guy, jumped backwards, and went down because he didn't want to lose his knees. Yeah. So so you think about it, so you're like, oh, he didn't he didn't make contact with him. But the only reason he didn't is what you're saying is TJ Watt tried to avoid him so he wouldn't get injured. And what he did on the play took TJ Watt, what he did illegally on the play took TJ Watt out of the play, whether he made contact with him or not. Correct. Yes. So that's, that's the one thing that they are completely overlooking. So it was borderline where it was. Where they want to complain about where it was, that's one thing because yes, it was like it was on the fringe. But look but where again, TJ Watt was lined up and he was coming straight across the line. You know, yeah. he was lined up outside the, the tight end. So yes. I mean, I don't know that I trust ESPN's little box that they drew there. You know what I'm saying? So I I mean, bottom line is it's kind of like a draw, draw, drawing state straight lines on a picture that's slanted like a parallelogram yeah okay yeah but to me this <laughs> is almost like a horse collar okay yeah the whole reason you you have the horse collar penalty is because of injury and i'm i remember one time i was at a washington game back when i you know like i said it wasn't against the steelers um and i said something about oh that's a horse collar and the guy a guy turned around I was like that's the dumbest rule ever blah 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 i'm like dude i coach high school people get hurt from that you know, yeah. they I'm like that's why they wanted out of here. Horse collars so dumb. I'm like, you you're trying not to get guys hurt for a dumb reason. Just ask the New Orleans Saints, who lost their quarterback for the year on a horse collar tackle. Yes, that's why you're not allowed. That's to do why that. there's that's why there's a rule. So that's why sometimes they're like, oh, he didn't exactly grab him inside the shoulder pads. He had his jersey. But if he pulls him back in the same manner as a horse collar, the whole notion of the penalty is to not allow that that thing to happen to get somebody hurt. And if you just look at it this way, I mean, I understand if you're a Bears fan, you're going to argue that all that. But if you look at that play, look at it full speed, it looked like that player was doing something that very well could have ended TJ Watt's season. And that's why you throw a flag on it. You shouldn't yeah. be able to do that. So... There we go. Now, I'm I, going I, a little bit I, over. I, <laughs> this, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I got one more quick thing I want to bring up because again, I heard, I was watching highlights today and, and and it got brought up and I never actually even saw the play and it never came up in the stadium. Mm-hmm. I suddenly saw this talk about the somebody questioning a late hit on fields. Yeah, with Alex Highsmith. Uh, yeah, I got I got something to talk about that. We never saw it. Like yeah. we, like that when that play happened. There was nobody sitting anywhere close to us that was even that even thought. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I still don't well, know exactly what play, hit him. I still don't know exactly what play we're talking and about. Fields went down, but there's another. Th- there's an aspect about that play that people don't understand, and I think if they asked the official, you would know it. Okay, here's the thing: when a quarter when a quarterback's guys come from behind from a quarterback, and he throws the ball sidearm. You've got to give the defender another step because he doesn't see him throw it. Yeah. He threw that ball sidearm. He didn't have the motion up high where he could see him make the throw. You got to think about those things. All right. I'm going to bring up this, this chat because it's going to really tick me off. Evgeny Crosby. I don't even want to read it, but you gave us four ninety nine. You read it and I'll respond to it. You're dead wrong, but I'll read it because you gave us the money. I'll respond to it. Should have blew Denver out. Should have blew Seattle out. Should have blew the Bears out. Kept 
kept all those teams of the game and one and one day um and one one day we'll, uh, we won't be so lucky go home turn us off yeah. you don't need yeah. to listen to us that, that's, that's crap listen I'll take a to win. the first part of part one and listen to the story you, there you play you know, to win you play the to game. win the game you know guess what we got to start giving them back again got to start yeah you know and now Going to go on a bit of a rant. Went on this rant with my wife earlier. I said I should have stayed it for the show. This show's going over because here comes the rant. Okay. Here you go. Okay. If the Pittsburgh Steelers would have won that game 48 to three, how in the world does that change anything of what's happening next week? The only thing that gets changed is in the minds of the fans. Oh, look, we did everything right and we won this game by a ton. Every game is different. I, Look at the offensive line. They did not have a good game last night. They had two good games the two games before that. It's because you don't play the same every game. You don't. And just because you're not playing well one week doesn't mean that you don't play well another week. And just because you do play well one week doesn't mean that you will play well the next week. Tell that to the Buffalo Bills and their six points well, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, that's what I was going to say, so, you know, because – you know, oh, I, I read I read that and I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> Buffalo should have blown out Jacksonville. And not only did they not blow them out, they lost to them. Yes, so, exactly. Exactly. Every- so to me, I would much rather go into this next game, which we need to talk about for a couple minutes. And this is going to lead into it. Going in with a game, either way you want to go in with a win. Does, so if you want to talk about, oh, well, they should have blown them out. Do you know what you do when you blow them out? You aren't going to correct things as much as you are otherwise. If anything affects next week even better, it's that you struggled to win this one. And that's everything that people were saying with with teams that weren't battle-tested going into the playoffs and things like that. Okay, you want to find a silver lining? I talked about this um, on the on the coach Tomlin recap podcast that you want to find a silver lining. Guess what? The Steelers just learned that their offense can execute a two minute drill and, and get down and get a field goal if they need to hadn't had to do it yet. So now they got that experience with their young players. But my thing is this whole notion of, Oh, you didn't win these games good enough. You know what? Oh, here's the one that drives me nuts. Oh, they wouldn't have built beat the bills playing like that. Oh, they wouldn't have beat the chiefs playing like that. You know what? They weren't playing the bills or the chiefs. They weren't playing in Buffalo. They weren't playing in Kansas city. They were playing the bears on Monday night football and they did enough to win the freaking game. Okay. And you're still like, Oh, well, it wasn't good enough. You know what? It's not good enough in your mind. It doesn't change the tally that goes into the win column. Okay. Does it not? Get, so you don't have as much confidence going forward in your team to the next game. Who cares about your confidence? Who cares about your confidence? All that matters is what they do in the meeting rooms on the practice field, preparing for their next opponent. I'm sorry, I've got spit all over my camera for me going off here, but I've just had enough of this. I've really had. I am so tired of they didn't win this. And also, people complaining about the play calling. That's another thing. Why are they running Benny Snow up the middle on second and 15? Oh, so why aren't they running this play or that play? So you should run exactly what the other team thinks you're going to run. Come on. Sometimes you got to run something, and you only complain about it if it didn't work. If Benny Snell busted for 25 yards, you're talking about how brilliant of a play it is. But instead, you have a problem with it that they didn't do exactly what the defense expected them to. If you want them to do exactly what the defense expected them to, then why did you want to get rid of Randy Feekner? Because that's all he ever did. <laughs> 
Okay, they're doing something different there. That's the other thing. I'm sorry, I've just had enough of this. They haven't won by enough. All the play calling is terrible. Matt Kennedy did a great job last night. I don't care what you said. Anyone else who doesn't like it, forget it. Okay, they 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 were doing wide receiver end arounds because they were getting jammed up in the middle. Could they run them on every play? No way. They couldn't run them every play, but they ran them when they need them, and they got what they needed out of almost all of them. Okay, you can't just run. You're upset when the Steelers run cookie cutter stuff, and then when they run anything different that doesn't work, you're mad that they didn't do the cookie cutter stuff. I mean, you're never going to be satisfied unless they score a touchdown on every offensive play, beat everybody 20, 127 to zero. This is not how the NFL works. Go ahead. Hey, you know, I listened to Stan Saverin and Charlie Batch coming home last night till quarter after two in the morning when they finally, you know, got to go home and I was still driving. Um, Stan Saverin t- was talking a little bit about being upset the Steelers, you know, getting leads and then not keeping their foot on the gas or things like that. But then when they got to talking about the game coming next week, um, they – Charlie Batch got to say, you know, Detroit comes in here. He says, and Charlie Batch says, Steelers have to win this game. Uh, He says, I don't care if they fight, scratch, claw, win by 15, win by one. He said, in the end, the Steelers need to win the game against Detroit to go six and three. Yes. Yes. Yes, and they're like, here we go. Do you think this team's good enough to, 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 to win in the playoffs? The playoffs aren't next week. They're not <laughs> next week. They're in the middle of January. All they got to do is keep getting better to, to be the hot team at that point and win games along the way. Win them along the way, improve, get better, maybe get these young guys ready to go. They don't have to win a playoff game next week. They have to win enough, scrap out enough games to get to the playoffs to be ready to win a playoff game then. This, what you're doing now, I mean, think about this. How many times do we get to the playoffs and look back at week nine and say, oh, if only they would have done this back in week nine, they would have been more prepared for, no, no, that's not how it works. (laughs) I'm tired. I hardly got any sleep last night. I'm just not putting up with it anymore. Rich. What do you think about this Lions game coming up? <laughs> well, so, you know, a lot of people could say it's the classic trap game, right? Well, let me tell you what. It's less of a trap game after the game last night than it would have been if the Steelers would have won 48-3. to Yeah. I, that's, Steel, that's my point. The Steel, Actually, and this is something that actually, again, Charlie Batch was talking about last night. And I'll tell you what. I love old man Batch. You know that? I loved when he was the Steelers' backup QB. Um, I've always liked the guy, and I really like what he has to say um, in terms of thought processes going into football games. And he was talking about, you know what, maybe this game tonight will help the Steelers be better focused for the game coming up because there were enough flaws and things exposed that the Steelers got the win. Thank you. They've got things to work on this week to try to tighten it up and then put those things into practice next week against the Lions. Exactly. Exactly. Learn learn from it, grow from it, and get better. If all you're doing – I mean, 
look back to last season and the 11 and 0 start wouldn't wouldn't it been much easier if the Steelers would have really struggled with some of those games, maybe even lost them and learned more things from there. Instead, all they did was put a bigger bullseye on their back. If the rest of the NFL was like, oh, well, the Steelers won, but love it, love it. Keep them under the radar, you know, because guess what? The things that you're doing in in week nine are not going to be the same things that are going to work in week 18 because of getting everything on tape. You've got to keep going. You've got to keep improving. You got to keep growing. I'm sorry. I'm calming down now. Rich. (laughs) So I'm Detroit Lions trap game. Of course, not as bad as this one would have been because you're coming off of a, off of a win that you, that you didn't cover, that you had to fight to win, and you've mm-hmm. got to realize that nothing is given in the NFL. Coach right. Tomlin said it today. There are no FCS teams. There are no homecoming games. You well, know, I hate the term trap game mm-hmm. because I know that the people in Buffalo are saying, oh, look at that. The Bills fell at the trap game against the Jaguars. Really? Yeah. I, I don't like that. You yeah. lost. It's not a trap game. It's a, they came out, they executed better. They had, you know, mm-hmm. um, better, uh, maybe they had a better game plan. Maybe they executed better. You know, maybe their guys were just having a good day and you were, and you, you were down, you were off. Um, it happens. That's, that's why we don't just take the teams, look and see who the players are on them and, and decide who wins. We actually go out and hand them the ball and let them, figure it out on the field. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, ready to, you know, ready to put it together here. Should, should the Steelers beat the Detroit Lions? Yes, they should. Absolutely. Do I care if the Steelers win by 20? I do not. No. My heart would prefer that the Steelers win by 20. And that's my problem. My heart's still racing from last night. Right. You know, uh, oh, here, here was you know I got one last thing to say about the 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 announcers and painting everything. Okay. What in the world was Steve Levy looking at last night? Oh, with the with thinking that hit the crossbar. Here's the thing. I'll tell you. I, I have a reason for this. This is a good physics thing. Based on the, he was looking at the camera angle. He wasn't looking in the stadium because if you were in the stadium, you know everyone's like everyone knew they had no chance. The angle of the camera was straight down to where where the ball hit the ground was exactly lined up with where the camera oh. went through the crossbar. Okay. So it hit so short that the way it hit and moved, it was the crossbar was in the line of sight of to where the ball hit the ground. I would say that ball lower, landed lower only, camera angle, you never would have thought it. That ball landed only 2 yards into the end zone. He yeah. was like a couple more feet. I was like that ball needed uh probably 12 to 15 more yards to yeah. have been good. Because because I started to type that in the knee jerk, and then I'm like, oh, wait, they're showing this from the side. That wasn't even close. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't. That, the ball wasn't even halfway there, and we knew it yes. was coming up way short. Because, yeah. again, it's coming right towards us. And, we're, and it's, um, yeah. yeah. Which I, t- I told the Bears guy in front of us, you know, he was like, oh, man. I said, look, I said, if he hits this kick, I will shake your hand and yeah. say, you know, good work to the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. One, we're gonna gonna throw up this here before you be thinking of your score because we got to start this. But yeah. Occam's Ox, four ninety nine, the tip jar. Thank you. Says there's no such thing as a trap game for the Steelers. They're going to get every team's best. It comes with the territory of fifty years of winning ball. I that's exactly what I said 
on the um, summing up something that Coach Tomlin said today in his press conference, uh, which is which is exactly right. Okay, you're you're getting every. They asked about if they were, if they were. It was a question about if the Steelers were ready for any kind of tricks that the the, the Lions are willing to do because they've been doing them because they're a desperate team trying to get a win. And Coach Tom says we got to be ready for that every week. Basically said because we're the Pittsburgh effing Steelers is basically what he said because they're the Steelers. That's the, what every team's going to do. You're going to you know your yeah. your history has that set up in that way, Rich. You're ready to give a score. There were so many other things I wanted to talk about. We didn't even talk about the press conference. We didn't talk about injuries. We just, this is what we did today. Yep. So you ready? I am. Yeah. Occam Sox, right? Circled on every calendar for every team that they play. Yep. Rich, what's your prediction? All right. So um, Steelers uh, play well, not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. They clean up some of their issues. Uh, we control the ball a little more on offense. And I'm going to go with the Steelers to finally, although that would have happened last night had Boz not missed the extra point. Um, Steelers hit that 30, that 30 mark. And I'm going to go Steelers 31, uh, Detroit 17. That's really close to the score I already have in my mind. I will tell nice. you that. So I'm putting other people's stuff. Mm-hmm. So there it is. It scores. Okay. Um, and that's and and that's that's what that's what we're doing. So all right, I'm ready for it. Okay. Bring it them is, on. It is in bring there. The scores. Did it show up? Yeah, it showed up on yes, Facebook. Yes, it's there. So if you're ready, we'll yeah, bring these up and try to get through them quick. Oh, yeah. Steel Dog 88. Steelers 31, 17. Muth gets another two. Wow, two touchdowns two weeks in a row. That'd be crazy. Uh, that'd be great stuff. Occam's Ox says 27-13. Of course, we know it's Steelers, if not. Brian Brown says 24-20 Steelers. Um, Steeler Chick 46 says Steelers 21, Lions 13. Steeler Tank said Steelers 27, Lions 24. Boz closed it with 17 seconds left. So he's saying another close one. You know what? This team is this team is not a polished team. They're going to be in close games even when they shouldn't be. Yeah. Okay. And sometimes if they're not in a close game, it's because they're on the wrong end of it. We don't want that. Okay. Uh BF Bud says Steelers 30 to 21. Okay. Uh Steelers Pittsburgh says 21-17. Um, this is a new name I haven't seen before. G Stacks. 434 Steelers 33 Detroit 13 Knight Rider 16 27 24 George Teston Steelers 21 17 uh Bully Bob Kennel I was I uh was messaging him a little bit during the game 27 to 17 Steelers okay money bags 27 13 Steelers uh Jerry Cherry Band shout out Jerry Cherry great music for for the podcast Steelers 30 ref 17 <laughs> George OTJ, mm. 31-15, good guys. Okay. Uh Justo 49 nothing pit. Okay. I, I I honestly I'm to a point now. I'm like, do we even want, want to see that? But um I don't know. <laughs> um Kathy Ford says 27-21 Steelers. Um Stellars. Yeah, okay. I don't think she meant to do that, but sometimes I I, I mess it up with I think people were trying to say something then they're not. Um Eric Pierre says 2710. Um AJC says 3314 Steelers. Uh James did I already do that one? James Piella? I don't know. No. Uh 459. Okay. Um Jeannie Fan. 
23-16. Clarence Washington. Oh, I hit the wrong one. Okay. Tyler W, 24-21, down with the kittens. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chris Yurkin, 20-17. Here's Clarence's. I knew I saw that he had a number up there somewhere. Just clicked the wrong one. 24-17 Steelers. Felicia Hay. Hey, Felicia. Okay, 21-12. Uh, Richard Adamson, 34-18. Hmm, interesting. Okay. Um, so I'm just going to bring it up, even though it's in the midst of, he says that the George, the, the G stacks 434 says Detroit played the Ravens tough though. They've played some other teams tough. Yeah. That's the thing. Just because they haven't won a game doesn't mean that they're a team that you could walk over. They should have already had one victory, you know, but they don't because it doesn't matter if you were close. It doesn't matter if it's a close game. you got to have more points than the other team. Okay. Evan Guile says 27-21 Stillers. Okay. Uh, Rhino Blackbeard says 31-13 Steelers. Um, looking for some other comments. Here we go. Uh, Justin Gall says 30-20 Steelers. Um, Nicholas Gabriel says 24-13 Steelers with a defensive touchdown. Okay, I, I'd yep. be game for that. that. Reginald Rivers says 31-17 Steelers. Um, hey, James. Now I'm, I don't want to say it again because it was said I got it right. Um, 21-17 <laughs> Steelers um, is uh, Jorge Rico. Okay, or is that George? I'm saying it's Jorge. Um, M Marcus 39 says 38 14 Steelers. It'd be nice to see them get that get well over 30, but you know, we'll see if they can get there. Um, Jason M Kennard 2017 final in OT. Going mm, to OT. Hey, give me the W. Give me the W. If you just tell me right now, regards to the score, regards how it plays out, that the Steelers are going to get the win, I'm like, okay, we'll do it. All right. Uh, that that's all I see. Are you good there? I, I was going to put my scores six okay. to three, six to <laughs> because that's what I want the Steelers' record to be at yeah, the end of the game, <laughs> six and three. Yeah. So. so, all right. Well, um, sorry that I went off on such a little rant. I was just kind of, yeah. You know what? We've all probably been there before. Just, just uh, everybody saw me much. just sit sitting here. That's because you know they don't understand. I've had to. Sit and listen to Dave Rants, yeah, since he forever basically, and not and not and few of them were about the Steelers, right? Some of them, yeah, but, but usually about other things. I've I've heard you rant before, not like oh, you though. I, I've like ranted. Me. Okay, my what? Well, no, I'll leave that one okay. alone. Ramon Jackson, twenty to seventeen Steelers. So Get that one. In um, there. I already know that two weeks ago Jeffrey predicted the Steelers would not win this game. He predicted wins in, in these two games that they just won, and that they wouldn't, and and that they wouldn't win this one. Um, uh, hopefully he he's got to he's got to screw it up eventually. You can't pick three straight games in a row um, three weeks ago. It just doesn't work that way. So <sighs> I was supposed to be at this game. Um, I'm not because I had someone else asked if they could have my tickets and therefore I switch which game I'm going to. Um, so one Brian Anthony Davis will be sitting in my seats in section 122. I hope you kept them warm for him last night. Um, you did so. so oh, by the way, beautiful weather at the game last night. Oh, that was like it's perfect. Like it. Yeah. Oh. So, um, so, so, so there we go. Rich, what do you have to say to send us out here? Hey, just, you know, Steelers got to win. We're to five and three, sitting one game back, second in the AFC North. If you'd have told me at one and three we'd be where we are right now, I'd say no chance. Um, you know, all we can do is play the games 
that are right in front of us that particular week and hope to get a victory. This week, looking at Detroit. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow. 